Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks. From KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price. This is Bay Curious. One thing I love about living here is the food. The Bay Area is the birthplace of so many iconic dishes and drinks, some of which we've talked about on this show before. Sourdough bread, it's at ice cream sandwiches, and my personal favorite, Irish coffee. Many were consumed in the making of that episode. But to be honest, that's only scratching the surface on the topic. One of our listeners wants to know more. Uh, My name is Brent Silver, and I live in San Francisco. Like a lot of people who live in the city, I enjoy food. I guess I'm a basic foodie. Brent's lived here for 15 years and has heard people claim all sorts of different foods are from here. I was curious to know which foods originated in San Francisco. This is one question with many answers. So we're starting a new series called Golden State Plate to learn the true stories behind our iconic foods. We're doing it in partnership with our friends at the California Report magazine. Now, Brent didn't come asking this question without a few foods in mind. I was watching one of those Food Network TV shows, and they were talking about green goddess salad dressing. It was like this vibrant green dressing that you would put on salad or chicken or meats of different kinds. What is green goddess salad dressing, and is it from San Francisco? Today, we serve up Chapter 1 of Golden State Plate, the origin of green goddess dressing. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest, and I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. For a taste of the history behind Green Goddess Dressing, the California Report's Sasha Coca showed up at the Palace Hotel in downtown San Francisco. Thank you. So now we're inside the garden court of the Palace Hotel, which is basically like a huge room under a giant skylight. It's got chandeliers hanging from the ceiling. 
ornate decorations on the walls, these pillars with golden swirls holding up the walls of the room. And this restaurant here was the birthplace of a pretty famous California recipe, green goddess dressing. Then you got your mustard. So the chef's name is Juan Rojas, and he's called the executive banquet chef of the Palace Hotel. We're in the kitchen, and he's throwing a whole lot of stuff into a blender. He's got ice, he's got pasteurized eggs, whole grain mustard, shallots, capers. A lot of green. And then there's also chives, spinach, fresh tarragon, vinaigrette, chopped parsley, salt and pepper, some olive oil, and a little lemon juice. That's how you make your uh, green goddess vinaigrette. So this recipe is really a far cry from the original one that they invented in this kitchen about 100 years ago. That one was heavy on the mayo and the sour cream, and they served it on a canned artichoke, which was considered very luxurious in those days. Today, I'm having lunch with Renee Roberts. She's worked at this hotel for a long time, both in and out of the kitchen. I mean, if you wear a green dress to work, everybody's calling you the green goddess. It's just kind of a thing around here. (laughs) And Laura Borman, who's a food writer, her new book is called Iconic San Francisco Dishes, Drinks, and Desserts. So as you can imagine, she knows a lot about the history of California culinary inventions. Makes you feel sort of automatically connected to that history, I find. You know, my imagination runs wild when I have the the famous salad and I think about all of the other people who've sat at these tables and done the same thing. This is a very fancy hotel and back in the day a lot of well-known and very wealthy people used to stay here including an opera star named Luisa Tetrazzini. The hotel claims to have invented turkey Tetrazzini named after her. And Green Goddess Dressing was inspired by another famous guest, an actor named George Arliss. He was the lead actor in this 1920s play called The Green Goddess. And while he was staying at the Palace Hotel for a performance, they decided to throw a banquet for him. And our chef at the time, Philippe Romer, created the special dressing to be served on the starter salad. And the rest literally is history. I mean, the fact that we're still talking about this over 100 years later is pretty impressive. We can't ignore how there's something really enchanting about the phrase, the green goddess. So the name green goddess from the movie actually comes from what? There was a goddess character? There was a green idol kind of thing, right? That's about as much as I know. It's a a complicated (laughs) storyline. Yeah. It's complicated. After the play finished, there were two film versions of The Green Goddess. And in them, this British white guy, George Arliss, starred as an Indian Maharaja. Does your highness speak English? Oh, yes. A little. All the other actors were white, too, and they portrayed some Indians as savages. They had them, like, running around in afros, waving swords. And the green goddess was basically a made-up deity in a bad Hollywood version of a Hindu temple. This is what the famous California salad dressing is named after. 
kind of a blow to me because I love this dressing and I grew up buying it at the health food store, thinking about it like hippie salad dressing to like put on a salad with sunflower seeds and carrots. But my family's Hindu. My dad is from India. Sometimes digging into California food history isn't so savory. But Green Goddess, it's a California classic because of the things that make it so Californian, the fresh herbs, the obsession with Hollywood celebrity. I'm still trying to work through the fact that something so seemingly innocent as salad dressing can carry baggage. But then our salads arrive, and I'm faced with this big mountain of fresh crab on a bed of shaved zucchini on one side of the plate, some greens on the other side of the plate, and this gravy boat full of electric green dressing. This is your green goddess Mm. dressing. Thank you. Despite the problematic name, the dressing is really good. It's so clean and bright. The flavors of all that herb, and it's so herbaceous and wonderful. I love it. It's, it's so California. It it's really so is. California. Now, you don't need to spend $40 on a salad at the Palace Hotel to try Green Goddess Dressing. You can find it pretty much anywhere, at any supermarket, or make it yourself. We've got the recipe at baycurious.org. Thanks to Brent Silver for asking today's food question. We'll be back over the next few months with more from the Golden State Plate series. You can also subscribe to the California Report magazine podcast. There, you'll hear origin stories from foods from all over the state, not just the Bay Area. Definitely give them a listen. We've got an event coming up that I'm really excited about. On November 1st, we're going on a ghost tour all around Pacific Heights in San Francisco. It's going to be part local history and part scary stuff, and everyone's invited. You can get tickets and more information at baycurious.org. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Um, And can you say Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED? Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. Oh, that was very good. (laughs) Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Thanks.